From Noble Robot on East Hennepin Avenue in smashing Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Ellen Burns-Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Arthur Croy, I too make nice games. This week, we're back to the drawing board for another nice thinking, where one of your nice hosts or a nice guest brings an idea to the clubhouse to workshop on air. And so, if everyone's ready, let's start. Smashing introduction. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun word. It's such a good one. Smashing. Yeah, it makes it's... me think of the wild thornberries. There's that one, you know, the uh, the, the the dad. He said smashing all things. Smashing. Smashing. <laughs> <laughs> I always just think of uh, smashing pumpkins, ah. or, or the smashing pumpkins, as they're called. Oh. Because that was, because that's the use of the word smashing, is they're the smashing pumpkins. They're not, uh, it's not a, not a verb, right? Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, my other favorite band when I was a teenager was Talking Heads, and they're not—they are not the Talking Heads. They they're, are Talking Heads. They're to heads the point that talk. They had a, a a live record called "The Name of This Band Is Talking Heads." <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Which I always find kind of funny. Like yeah. the, the two of my favorite bands had that sort of like non-intuitive use of a definitive article. Yeah, that's funny. Anyways, <laughs> it is October, so it's like pumpkin crazy. Well, yes, that's um, also clever wordplay. But um, um. I wasn't done with com- pumpkins yet. Though. Sorry. Okay. Uh, continue. I okay. So I haven't done this ever before, but there uh-huh. are like there are you know, places around here, maybe in the Midwest, maybe elsewhere, but definitely in the Midwest where they'll do like pumpkin drops. Oh. You know what, what? a pumpkin drop is? No. Like when a brand new pumpkin is released. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're here to hype it. We're gonna hype. hype pumpkins. <laughs> that was really good, Mark. <laughs> no, they'll take like. The biggest pumpkins made that season, or like grown that season, mm-hmm. and the, we're talking about like pumpkins as big as your room, pumpkins as big as a couch, pumpkins as big as a car, right? And they'll like chain it up, and then they'll lift the pumpkin with a crane, like with a construction crane. Uh-huh. These are like ton, tons of pumpkins. And they'll lift it up really, really high, and they'll get everyone out of the way. And they'll just release it, <laughs> and they'll and get everyone thing, out of the way. It's an important step. It is an important <laughs> oh. step. There are people around. Yeah, because usually it's like some kind of fall festival. And then they'll, so they'll take this giant pumpkin and they'll lift it up in the air like a hundred feet or whatever mm-hmm. and then they'll let it go and it just falls and it just splats all over the ground and then and all the children come and collect the innards or exactly what happens <laughs> exactly what happens and also the reason why you make sure there's a step where you get everyone out of the way because everyone is children <laughs> you don't, you don't want to and just no one wants their cause of death on their obituary to be like pumpkin <laughs> right <laughs> you yeah. know smashing in more than one way yeah exactly that's funny. Well, uh, to play off of Stephen's transition, um, we mentioned in a previous episode um, that uh, Glom, our uh, party card game uh, that plays with words and language, was accepted into the Wordplay Festival that Hand Eye Society puts on every year. Um, and that uh, we figured we'd just mention that in every episode until it happens because we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh, we actually have the dates for you now, um, which is the uh, November 13th and 14th. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. That is Correct. Okay. November 13th, 14th. It's live on Twitch. Uh, it's an online uh, festival, as many of them are these days. Um, and uh, you can check out Glom. We're going to be doing a, um, a presentation during the event where you can play along. So if you haven't played Glom or if you are uh, excited to um, uh, just see more about uh, what it's about, you can actually play along with us uh, during that that segment. Um, and there will be lots of other games as well that you can play. Uh, 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 play at the festival either through itch or through some other mechanism that'll be provided um and there'll be stuff you've never heard of stuff you've been you know uh you know that you've already heard of and you hear more about mm-hmm. there's talks it's a really really cool thing um and we're really really pleased and proud to be part of it 
So check that out. We'll put the link in the show notes um, in this episode and in every episode until it happens. Because <laughs> again, we're, we're pretty excited about it. So we've done this format, Nice Thinking, which yeah. is new to the show. So new that we don't have the website doesn't have a piece of metadata for it. So we gotta, we're gonna something up, we got to do. We're updating that. Just bear with us. But yeah. um, the idea is, is that uh, um, somebody, either us or a guest, will bring in an idea and we just workshop it. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit like our Nice Games Jams, but much more focused and more um, purposeful. Yeah. And uh, the first one we did, Ellen had a really cool idea. The second one, I had a pretty cool idea. And Steven, now I'm up to that. And I now guess. it is your turn, Stephen, yeah. to further uh, approve the validity of this format yes. by bringing an idea you've had for a very long time. That's true. It's been a while since I've talked about this. Uh, I've, I've probably talked about it on the show, too. Um, I brought up the idea of wanting to talk about Sledgehammer Bride, um, which would be a plat- an action platformer where you play as a bride whose spouse was stolen from from her and you have a sledgehammer and you beat things up with it. <laughs> Sounds I'm so a lot of the excited. premise, frankly. Yeah. Um, I love it so much. <laughs> you're kind of underselling how cool the milieu of this concept is. Well, I, I'm underselling it now because we're gonna talk about it here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll say so Steven, we've had conversations about this over the years mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah. And I'm always, particularly because you are very much a mechanics focused person. Like the yes. way that you approach game development is game design first. Yeah. And that's what interests you most. That's where you have the most uh, um, experience and skill. And then the rest of gameplay is important to you, like aesthetics and story and all of that stuff. That right. matters to you. Right. But it's not where you come into it. It's not how you enter into a yeah, concept. Yeah, and it's, it's easiest for me to think about it in that perspective. Yeah, and the thing I love about Sledgehammer Bride is you you do have all your your general, you know, kind of this is how Steven approaches the topic. Mm. But every time you talk about it, every time I, we, we, you know, you bring it up, I always think about the other parts of it. And that's what so feels kind of unique for you. Uh, am, I, am I wrong? Or is it just the, because I tend to approach things from other ways uh, that that's what I'm picking up on? I think it matches. Well, that, well, I think part of it is like because I, there's something this idea is pretty precious to me. I want to do it justice in all a whole bunch of different ways outside of just, oh, this is a cool idea for a game. Yeah. Um, so that kind of does track. Um, but I do think I am like approaching it from a gameplay and mechanics perspective mm-hmm. first. Cause like that came, oh, well, no, I don't know. That's actually not true. Now that I think about it, I think initially when I first pitched, brought up the idea of this game, I was thinking of it not in terms of its gameplay and stuff. Um, but now I am thinking of it. Yeah. <laughs> in a bunch of different ways and stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we're here to hammer it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So the, the, the main gameplay mechanic of this game is like this, you play as a character that does not have a block or a dodge button. You just hit stuff. That's the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do, you can do light attacks and heavy attacks. That's how I'm thinking about doing it right now. Um, but when you do heavy attacks, during certain frames of your animation or whatever, you will like, um, you, you have like super armor. And so you'll be able to like go through um, your uh, opponent's hitting and, you know, um, power through it effectively. Because yeah. um, your attack is so powerful that they can't stop it. Um, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. <laughs> Maybe it should be like a rock, like heavy metal music. I don't really listen to heavy metal music that much, but like maybe that's a thing anyway <laughs> more points scored with me yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that's the main conceit and what i like I, what i i what i want from this is i kind of want the game to feel like an express just like an expression of pure like anger yeah and rage 
because I mean, your spouse is taken from you. Yeah, and you gotta go get you gotta go get them <laughs> back, and it's like, dang, I, I we're about to get married. You took this from me. This was my day. It's not your day. And then you get to feed them up. <laughs> like oh, I'm feeling impassioned about it. I already just thinking about it. Yeah. Well, can you tell a little bit? We haven't talked about it on this episode yet, but mm. you, um, when we were driving in the car a few weeks ago, you were telling me about like the, the narrative setup. Do you want to talk about that at all? Or are you going to stay focused um, on the mechanics? Yeah, I mean, I can talk about that. Like, I, I, the, there's not a lot of narrative. I haven't thought a lot about like the actual things that will happen throughout the game. Mm. I just thought about, you know, the beginning. Yeah. You, you know, you're literally at your wedding, uh, and you're about to say your vows, and then. Some I, I, right now I'm thinking demons. It feels kind of weird for me to say that. <laughs> I'm not like super religious, but I'm not not religious. Um, but uh, anyways, demons spawn in the church. Um, they break through the windows and they 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 take your spouse. And there's like one demon, and then they, like some of them have a bunch of sledgehammers or something. And then like you, because you as sledgehammer bride. Well, you're just bride now because you don't have a sledgehammer yet. <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't level up till the end of this cutscene. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> you like jump into the air. You take down this demon that has a sledgehammer and you take the sledgehammer. It's your sledgehammer now. You smash the demon over the head with the sledgehammer mm -hmm. and game starts. Oh, interesting. I, th I'm not sure this makes a lot of difference to you, mm. but in my conception, it's, it was sledgehammer bride gets married. And then, oh. and, then, and, then, <laughs> and then the demons come and take your would-be spouse. And then you pull out the sledgehammer and go to work. Oh, okay. But but I kind of like the idea that Sledgehammer Bride is forged by this experience. Yeah. And becomes the Sledgehammer yeah. Bride. Yeah. <laughs> that that works for me too. Okay, cool, cool. Maybe maybe that's what she discovers along the way, is that the sledgehammer was inside her all along. <laughs> <laughs> at some at some point, like any good narrative, you lose the sledgehammer, and then who are you then? Yeah. <laughs> right. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so that's like the, the main narrative conceit. And I haven't really thought literally like what was going to happen. I think I had an idea where like, turns out this spouse is also evil or something, but that felt wrong. I don't think yeah. I want to do that. I think I just kind of want it to be you go after them and bring them back so you can get right. married. Like or a little save the princess story. It's not really about them. It's about, yeah. it's about Sledgehammer Bride. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. There's just going to be obstacles in the way and you just beat them up. You get past them that way. Then <laughs> like it feels it feels kind of old school in, <laughs> yeah. in its concept because mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of like, um, oh, this is probably a bad thing, but it just kind of reminds me of Duke Nukem a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like an action hero doing action right. hero thing. Yeah. yeah. But like for it. Well, the, exactly. There's that. a difference there because the thing yeah. about Duke Nukem mm -hmm. or, other, or other like over the top presentations, yeah, or even like like Hades or any other thing where you destroy a lot of enemies, yeah, is there's a certain kind of like thrill and joy that comes out in the character that the player is supposed to experience, right? But uh, like Ellen was alluding to, the discussion you were having with us when we were driving the other day mm -hmm. um, is this feeling of anger, yeah, and that that's really important to you. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so like, I mean, part of part of what I'm thinking of here is like. Um, I mean, I am a black man. I don't know if that has not been clear because you just hear my voice. I hope I sound like a black man. <laughs> but um, uh, nice um, games not close that feedback. <laughs> not black enough <laughs> for the podcast. No. Um. Um. And so, like the in a lot of places in my life, I don't get to express the anger that I feel. It's at various things, not necessarily racial things, but also just just things in general because yeah. it's. It is an oftentimes unsafe for me to do that in the environments that I'm in. 
Uh, I mean, we've talked about this on the show a few times too. So like, you know, and you know, it's, it's also locally, you know, we have experiences locally that are very relevant to today's political climate, I guess. Um, and so like part of, so one of the, part of the conceits that I want for this game is that like, I can, anyone who picks this up can just beat things up and express their anger. However, they feel like expressing it in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I want for it because, well, the, I mean, Sledgehammer Bride is a black woman. Um, and so I, I don't know, I want you to be able to express that. It kind of, I, I think maybe that could be part of the narrative conceit too. It's like, I kind of want just these things to happen and you just be able to do something about it, mm-hmm. I guess. And the way you do the th- the way you go about doing things about it is by just being angry and using that uh, anger to yeah. to wreck face. <laughs> yeah, it's like a specific type of power fantasy. Yes, right. Yeah. So it's it's maybe it's not righteous anger, exactly. Um, it's not. No, because you, I, I like, I don't. I don't want this game to be like bloody violent, but I don't want it to not be violent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that like, it, I think a lot of like the things, I mean, maybe, I mean, I guess like you can think of them as if they're demons then like, it's okay to beat them up. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't necessarily want it to be, well, they're demons. So it's, I don't want it to just be, it's okay to beat them up. I also want players to feel like they want to beat them up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So th- that's a question about like, um, player versus character, mm-hmm. right? So um, one of the things that, that's important to me is that I don't think, I think we should endeavor to have the characters feel things that are different from what the player feels. Yeah. Like I think that that's a really valid and interesting way to approach narrative. Sure. But it's also incredibly powerful to have the player adopt the attitude of the character. Yeah. That, that, is, that is also a very, especially if you can get them really tightly aligned. Yeah. That can be really successful. Yeah. And that happens a lot in, the, in, in a game like Duke Nukem, where yeah. you're meant to feel as, you know, Sakaar chomping bravado. And that's kind of yeah. why that game is terrible. <laughs> because it's, it, it's meant to be relatable to a certain type of person. Yeah. Um, a, a certain limited type of person. Mm. So is that kind of what you're going for? You want the player to actually be angry at the enemies and have that expression? Or do you want them to kind of be sort of um, the, 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 the puppet master for this avatar of anger and maybe they can have the joyous kind of fun, silly uh, uh, feeling mm-hmm. and allow the player to, or the character to express the anger. And then maybe there's a little bit more of a burden on the storytelling to express that or. That's, that's a good question. Um, I think, hmm, I, I, I guess I don't necessarily want, I don't want players to be angry while they're playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want players to feel like there's, this is a space they can't express it yeah. if they are angry. Right. Um, and I, I guess I also want players to just like feel very aggressive mm-hmm. in general, just because like, uh, well, that's part of why I, like, I'm, I'm thinking there shouldn't be a block button. There shouldn't be a dodge button. Mm-hmm. And all of your attacks are, you just hit things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and probably jump. Um, <laughs> maybe there's no jump button um but like there's just a jumping kick and that's yeah that's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah uh i i want I, I want that aspect of it but i don't necessarily want players to be angry while playing the game yeah and it, i feel like in order for that to happen you like the character has to do things that feel abhorrent for like there has to be a mismatch between what the players what the character is doing what the player is doing mm-hmm. Like the way that like The Last of Us does things 
Last of Us 2 specifically does things where like Ellie will do a thing and you don't want to do the thing, but you're pressing the button. Right. So it's like, yeah, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. You want the player to be angry on behalf of Sledgehammer Ride. Yes. Like angry Mm -hmm. with her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Angry, right. yeah, not, yeah, not angry with her, not angry at her. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, that can really work towards the, your sort of core theme or your, your 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 core motivation because the player can be an advocate for the character, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And they yeah. don't have to be angry. They yes. can, they can, but they can still feel the sense of like satisfaction from expressing the anger, mm-hmm. even if it's not their anger. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, and I don't like, I don't necessarily want this game to be difficult either. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'll probably have like difficulty modes and stuff, but I would also perfectly be comfortable with like just a mode where like any damage you take doesn't matter and you could just still hit stuff. Mm-hmm. You can get hit, but like it doesn't stop you from hitting other things. Like, now I'm thinking about it though. Like, I'm starting to think that these are stereotypes. <laughs> I didn't think about this until now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's the, that's, well, I don't know. I guess it depends on like the difficulty and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think about that some. Yeah. Stereotypes in what way? So, um, I mean, I guess there's like the this is uh, this the like like okay. So, for instance, uh, uh, this is kind of a heavy thing now. Um, I'm I'm thinking. I, I guess I'm thinking about like the excuses that like police would use to like you know justify shooting black men. Yeah, or shooting black people is like, you know, they were superhuman and. Yeah, it's the kind of the the black brute stereotype yes. that, that goes way way back, right? And the idea that um, black teenagers are seen as adults, yeah. uh, by law enforcement very yeah. frequently more than than white twenty somethings are, yeah, right, yeah. Um, so I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean that's okay. I could, mm-hmm. There's still things I need well, to. Well, I mean, you're, you're not to totally let your concept off the hook for that, because yeah. I think you would still want to be looking for uh, mm-hmm. making sure that works for you. But there's a kind of um, um, you're trying to re- recontextualize that. Yeah. So you have, I mean, really, she's a bride. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's what she is first. Yeah. And so that I think that becomes the stereotype that people then can lean into first mm-hmm. is that she's the bride on her wedding day. Yeah. And she's, you know, all nervous about things going right. Yeah. And she's, you know. Uh, she's you know uh, uh, waving her hands and just about to faint with excitement, and yeah. she's gonna just gonna hey go wreck these <laughs> these. Speaking demons. of stereotype, but, no, that, <laughs> that's exactly my point. Yeah. Is that uh, is, is that okay. that feels like the stereotype that either you lean into mm-hmm. as a way to contextualize the p- po- possible like racial stereotypes that you want to either confront or um, perhaps let the player sit with, mm. um, or. And, but then you have to decide, like, how comfortable are you with the that the bride stereotype, yeah, right, um, yeah. or the bridezilla stereotype? It, which oh, may- I'm not doing that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like because that like changes the whole. I think that changes the whole tone of it because yeah. now it's like you ruined my wedding, not you ruined my marriage, right? <laughs> That's yeah. a different kind of thing. Yeah, um, right. Mm-hmm. Her husband, the, the antagonists, demons, or whatever they are, have yeah. Not just stolen the wedding day, but literally stolen the husband. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I have to think about that because, like, I didn't, I didn't consider that until now. But mm-hmm. like, that's that is something I don't want. I don't want that to be a deterrent from people from playing the game too. Yeah, and I don't want to express that either, mm-hmm. like the you know the black root stereotype thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that came up. You know, that, that idea. Just hearing you think about it out loud, it came up mm-hmm. when you're talking about different modes of play, right? Yeah. So Yes, it did. Um, yeah, so that doesn't seem like something that's not like a f- fundamentally baked in 
doesn't seem like a conflict that's necessarily baked into the concept overall. Right. But yeah, like if you are enabling lighter damage modes, then yeah, mm-hmm. I can see how that would. Well, yeah. So I mean, if the whole point of the constant attacks, mm-hmm. uh, constantly fighting is yeah. what keeps her safe. Yeah. If she stops fighting, then it's like one hit kill. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking like the basic difficulty, you'd have like three hearts. If you get hit once, then yeah. you lose the heart. But as long as you're swinging, you're, you've, got a, you've got protection against damage. So, yeah. I mean, I think that helps a little bit. You can make her very fragile, mm-hmm. except when she's expressing her anger. Yeah. In which case, yeah. in which case she's nearly invincible. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a good point. And that's a tough balance mm-hmm. to hit. But like, it, it'll yeah. work. I feel like be I don't know why I feel the need for this, but my instincts are telling me like if it's gonna be that high intensity, high anger, like forceful progress, mm-hmm. I I would want frequent breaks from that. Oh yes. I yeah. I, so I would I, one thing I would like to do uh, is eventually just have like like platforming things that would happen. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't really thought about this a lot, but the one one thing I was thinking about is there's like um two you know, two pillars and they like slam into one another. um and um whoever's uh, editing this needs to put like a big echo on that (laughs) (laughs) if i'm doing it's not happening um and i uh so like but like you um the the player can like um you know fit themselves in between those two giant pillars that are slamming into one another and then like they would you know they would get stuck between um I guess the sledgehammer would like prevent it from slamming all the way down. And then you could like spin off of that and like keep progressing. So like, it'd be kind of like a timing thing where like you want to, you actually want to get slammed by the things because the sledgehammer will block it. And then you can use that to progress forward further, I guess. That's not really a, a, that's just an idea I had about like some of the level design, breaking the pace a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ellen, when you were saying that one of the things I think that's it, I think that's pretty kind of important almost to your theme too, is Mm -hmm. it's, if if you are invincible, if you are unstoppable, yeah, it's hard to make. It's hard to keep that up, yeah, right. And isn't that kind of the idea? Is like, is like, it's it's hard to be angry all the time, <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. especially if you're not getting it. it depending on how close you are getting to the, your goal, yeah, right. If like if if the ultimate fury of your your anger, the ultimate expression, and the ultimate effort mm-hmm. gets you a fifth of the way there, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> you need a break, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, and then that break makes you vulnerable, yeah. right? It 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 means like it because uh, maintaining that anger validates the, what you're angry about. Mm. If you're not angry anymore, then maybe it wasn't so bad, and then that that can feel kind of stressful. So, I mean, that I'm kind of trying to say what you know that those the, if you have these like platforming sections that have these like tense jumping mechanics and have a different kind of yeah since feeling, mm. I think that can tie a little bit into the story about like. Um, the, you know, the bride is relieved to be done with all the battling, but anxious to get battling again. Mm. You know, yeah, because you gotta, you know, you gotta get your spouse. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's important. Um, yeah, yeah, I do think that it's important though to have like different, you know, different pacing challenges, platforming challenges to mm-hmm. to break up some of the actual beating up things aspects of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, alternately, I mean, you really could just lean into it. It could be all beat up, like beat them all up all the time. It could. Right? I, I think that like, yeah, I guess it could. Um, I, I, I think that it, to me, it feels a little better, at least right now, having not tested this at all, which is, you know, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Yeah. Um, 
I think that it feels a little better to have like platforming things break yeah. up the, the pacing. But well, I mean, it really depends on like there's the find the fun, but yeah. there's also the like making sure it fits with what you wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. And so if you want that, if you want to have that pacing, then make sure you do it in a way that's not just uh, like mechanically sound, right. but actually ties into what you, the point of the thing is. Yep. And there's certainly there's ways to do it, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Um, definitely. I, I, I also want to make sure that like the, the, the combat, the way that everything like hits, like all of the, especially the heavy attacks are very solid, like knock giant things back and stuff. Yeah. Not like, I mean, if you knock them back, they're not like dead as soon as you hit them with the hammer one time, but like, it's gotta be real satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I'm kind of imagining like her being relatively small compared to some of the bosses that you'll face. Yeah. And then they'll just hit, have giant hitbox swings at you and then you're still hitting them with the, you're still hitting them with the sledgehammer. And so like, you don't get knocked back, but then they get hit with the sledgehammer and they get knocked back or like their head like <laughs> flies yeah. back. That would be really satisfying. I yeah. love how visual this episode is. Like, I can, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know why I've kind of cast this whole game in a similar like aesthetic to um, like Hollow Knight, but maybe with a little bit of Darkest Dungeon, like really, uh-huh. like thick edges. And I'm not saying that I'm not suggesting yeah. this. This oh, is just yeah, what yeah. my brain grabbed on yeah, to try sure. to visualize what you're saying. And mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know for, for me, the bride is like the bride is carrying the sledgehammer over her shoulder, not like dragging it on the floor. Like she's ready to crunch people yeah, with yeah. it. You know, yeah. it's that yeah. that scene you just described of like her like swinging and the boss going ah! <laughs> and like the demon tooth, like a losing a demon tooth is flying out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, cool. now that I think about it, I kind of think like this game is sort of like John Wick. In how like there's barely any narrative in the first in the first movie specifically. Mm-hmm. There's barely any narrative in the first movie, but like you know they kill John Wick's dog, so like oh man they had to, they had to die, and I was <laughs> yeah, so had- I was with them the whole time. Yeah. Like, they got the dog, they're yeah. dead, uh-huh. they're dead. Yeah, that's it, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so that's kind of what I want for this. Yeah, um, it's it, actually in terms of aesthetics, the way I was thinking of this game is I mean it's a it, it's a platformer, right? So, um, but I, I guess I was thinking like. I don't know how to describe it. I was thinking of it in terms of like, I mean, she's still wearing the dress. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is literally happening when she's about to get married. So like that happens. And I was thinking that would there could be like the veil like flowing too. There'd yeah. be a lot of flowing of like her dress and the veil. What's weird is Ellen's describing the sort of visual that you're seeing in your mind. Yeah. And I, I told you this before. Mm-hmm. I imagined this is a top down game when you first explained it to me. Yeah. Because I thought you'd be spinning this, the hammer around. Oh, sure. But then you, but as you described it more to me, and as you're talking now, what I had to like reset my thinking, yeah. and now I'm thinking like Castlevania, oh like okay, sort of gothic, lots of candles, mm-hmm. and and that flowing, you know, you know, yeah, concept. So I'm, I'm that's the closest analog I can think of. Sure. Uh, other than the fact that there'd be way more enemies yeah. um, than you than you see in a Castlevania, yeah, and, and and it wouldn't be styled in that way, or wouldn't be the the levels wouldn't be built that way, but the look feels to me. I- Oh, I'm kind of thinking of like solid color. I'm not good at describing art things, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try. Um, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of like solid colors. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the dress is just like all white and there's not really a lot of decor on it. It's just like a yeah. solid white color. Mm-hmm. And even the veil, maybe it's like a little transparent, but it's like it's still like a white color. Mm-hmm. Um, sledgehammer is kind of just like almost too, I mean, maybe a little more detailed, but like basically two rectangles. Right. Um, so not like or not an ornate artifact, just a sledgehammer. Just a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and so I um, have you all played Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze? Yeah. A little bit. Yes. OK. OK. Well, there's there are some levels in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze where 
like the most of the 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 character and the backgrounds are like just like black silhouettes mm-hmm. um except for like dk's tie and like um diddy's like hat and shirt mm-hmm. like they're like solid red yeah i yeah, kind yeah. of want some scenes maybe not like the whole game but some scenes to feel like that where like you can see a lot of you can see more detail on the character most of the time but like maybe you're fighting a really intense boss or something mm-hmm. and like the the colors just like fade in this way and then like you just see the white dress and veil and then enemy with uh, with certain um um aspects of it a certain colors it's funny because now that you describe that well, yeah i'm thinking a lot of and i hope this doesn't uh um uh feel insulting but i'm thinking of like <laughs> okay. kill bill which oh, okay. has a character called the bride yeah. who goes on a revenge story. Oh, yeah. And and that has a lot of that um um that samurai cinema, mm. kung fu cinema kind of like kabuki style where you eventually the couple scenes are in outline, yeah. stylized in that way. Um and I'm hearing a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but I don't think you want to draw those kinds of comparisons necessarily. Um Just, I have I to be honest, I have not seen Kim Bill. So okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not offended because I don't know enough about yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah. Um I, I I think the way you're describing it kind of works in the way that I'm thinking of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could also imagine this game going the entire game where other than maybe at the very beginning, you don't actually see anything. It's all through screens mm-hmm. and it has the, like color filters and outlines and silhouettes and stuff. Yeah. And so you, you face a boss, but you don't really know what it looks like. You just know what it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of what I'm hearing you describe. Yeah, that, yeah. And it might be very heavily stylized. Maybe each each level is a different palette or something. Yes. And then the, the Sledgehammer Bride is the only consistent one or something. Yeah. Um, and has a kind of a real, um, not quite paper cutout, but like you were saying, solid yeah, flat colors. That's, yeah, you know? that's a lot of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, like, and I think I'm, I'm realizing that like, for some reason, maybe part of the 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 uh, influence from some of this is like I there was this uh, book I used to read um, when I was a little kid called The Snowy Day, mm-hmm. and, you, mm-hmm. and you just it's just like this little you're just this little boy, uh, he's got like a bunch of red on, um, and he walks around in a snowy day, and I think I remember a lot of there being like like a lot of flat colors and stuff in that mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, yeah. So like I guess it's reminding me of that some. I don't know if that is like. I'm subconsciously <laughs> influenced by that or not, but like that could be, that could be an aspect of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like uh, the way you're describing it though, Mark, I think that is kind of how I'm looking at it is like, yeah, almost not, not exactly cut out, but like kind of like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is, what do you think about like for progressing through the world? Like mm. you think you the boss battles, there will be a final boss, I imagine. Yeah. Um, well, you got the, you know, this <laughs> process somewhere. Does you it fe- them up. Do, you, do you imagine it being like four large worlds that have mini bosses along the way, or, mm-hmm. or lots of small levels, or <sighs> you know, like a Mario style world with levels in them? Yeah, sure. Like, what was your th- con- conception there? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I think for like, but now now I'm starting to think of it in terms of like replayability and like what the what the what the consumer would want yeah um i think i would like there to be like individual levels not that many individual levels like maybe honestly like six Mm -hmm. Um, i don't want this game to be very big um like six individual levels um and you can replay them as many times as you want um to get a better score because i i guess i'm also imagining there might be like a scoring system and stuff too Mm -hmm. i haven't thought about that really at all but like it could be kind of interesting um 
just for like players replay for replayability purposes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't want it to be too gamey in that way. Yeah, you know, like making it feel like you can replay it for a better score feels weird. But I also want people to be able to replay it because you mean, know it's fun. Yeah. So like it's fine. I'm just pitching you ideas now. That's fine. <laughs> that's the <laughs> way. Um. I was thinking the same thing. Like you kind of mm-hmm. want, especially if you want to maintain that sort of sense of anger. Like you shouldn't care what your score is, right? Yeah. If, if there's an enemy who gets by you and is behind you, you shouldn't care to go back and destroy it because you have a mission. Yeah. But then maybe, but that that anger is like you really are going to destroy every one of these minions. Mm-hmm. And so instead of a higher score, what if every bit of damage you deal does some damage to the final boss? And once oh. you reach the final boss, depending on how well you did. Mm-hmm. Like then, do you know what I mean? Some kind of so there'd be a reason mm. to replay it for that purpose. So maybe if you did so well and you and you were just such a badass all the way to the end of the game, yeah, the final boss just says, oh, "I'm out of here," <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, there's some like difficulty balancing there, and like I don't know if that's you know good how satisfying that's going to feel to certain players, yeah. but that would be an opportunity to replay because then you could try another way where you avoid all the enemies and then you have a really hard boss battle at the end. Sure. I, so it'd be different ways to play it, I suppose. It'd be some replayability there and it uh, would fit thematically a little bit. I'm uh, just trying to th- like some reason, some story reason or some mechanical reason why playing it again for a higher score would leverage into the rest of what the game does. Yeah. Um. I, I, I mean, I like the idea of let's, making a sense of it from a narrative perspective. I don't know that that's the way to do it personally. I don't mm-hmm. think, uh, just because like it, like, um, I think the in- incentivizing players to avoid enemies seems counterintuitive to what I want from the game. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's just, if you're doing it, if you're like playing a weird way, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I, I, well, cause then it sounds like we're doing playing it for achievements and you know, I don't like achievements. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Yep. So, um, I think that like we, I, I would want to avoid it from that perspective, but like, well, maybe that's what it is, is that it's like, if you, it just becomes, the game just becomes impossible then. Like mm. you cannot progress without Meeting bashing some skulls. Yeah. Well, I mean, like maybe mechanically you could, maybe yeah. it wouldn't be that hard to just walk by them. Yeah. But then you just can't beat the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Like teach the player that like. You know, knocking them out yeah. is your only option. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely want that. Yeah. But, like, I guess, like, you having... I think that players... I guess I'd have to see that. Because I feel like in most in most beat-em-ups, like, when, you know, there's a bunch of enemies and stuff, they will sometimes allow you to just walk right past them. But most yeah. of the time, they just force... They'll literally lock the door, and you're forced to fight all the enemies, right, and then right. the door will open up. Um, and I was imagining that for this game. Um, if the game, if you could do it so that like you could avoid all the enemies all the time, I think generally speaking, players, if they're coming from a background where they're experienced in, in beat 'em ups, mm-hmm. they will beat all the enemies up anyways because ideally it's fun. Right. Um, <laughs> so they'll just do that anyways. But I imagine if you're not from a uh, beat 'em up background, like you'd be like, why am I dealing with all these enemies anyways? I need to go, you know, get my spouse. Yeah. Um, I guess fiance. I can be saying spouse, but they're not married yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I, um, I don't know that that would work either, I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm just trying to think of a way to give the players some agency mm-hmm. I- in that choice and yeah. then, and then giving that choice value, but you're kind of right. People will just do it anyway. So they won't learn yes. anything. Yes. Um, well, it's the way that you're describing it, Mark makes me think of like a trade-off dynamic, right? So you can mm-hmm. try to go through, and get your fiance back as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. 
or you can take a little bit more time and become more powerful. So your victory is feels more secure. Yeah. Your eventual victory feels more secure. Yeah. Um, which leads me to the question of how does the player get more powerful? How does the, the player, I guess, and the bride get more powerful? Um, I think generally speaking, it, I wasn't thinking of any kind of leveling system or anything like that. I was yeah. just thinking the you, the player just gets better at the game. Where you've got that sledgehammer, what else do you need? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Right. Um, so that, I, that could be like a back of the box thing. It's like, like no upgrade system because you just have all the power immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your first upgrade was getting the sledgehammer. Yeah. That'd be um, great too visually to have like a stats thing. And then at the very beginning, you pick up the sledgehammer and all the stats go to max. Yeah. And then that's just the end. Oh of my God. Last that's time. that's that, awesome. That, that menu is, that uh, screen is always in the menu. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason at all. That's fun. Mm -hmm. I like that as a meta thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but I I think that, yeah, I think just the player is just going to get, ideally, will get better at the game. Um, And then, you know, like, assuming we can figure out a way to narratively make sense of, like, just being better at it or getting more points Mm -hmm. and replaying games and stuff. Well, it could be where um, enemies keep spawning Mm -hmm. until you destroy a certain number of them. Yeah. And so it's really just a matter of how fast you can beat them all up. Yeah, time time would work too, right? Yeah. And that would work with the uh, narrative conceit because you want to do it as fast as possible. Yeah. And it could be that if you if you blow by some enemies and go to the next level, then there'll be more enemies in the next level, and they'll be a little harder to take on. Yeah. So there's like an incentive to try to like you know like pace your your destructiveness or something, <laughs> like a consistent thwomping of the of your enemies <laughs> thwomping. right instead instead of trying to like speed through a certain section yeah. because then it will be it will punish you later for that mm. or, or or if you want an extra challenge you speed through it and then you take on like 50 demons yeah 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 right and either that it, it, like i'm thinking of like a speedrunner strategy like yeah do we want to reward a speedrunner for like skipping a bunch of stuff and then doing a bunch of hard things at the end fast mm-hmm. or do we want to punish them and actually force the speedrunner to pace themselves in order to beat the game faster mm. you know yeah, that's those are aspects of some speedrunning games. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of us uh, of the player like being timed on it, and maybe not even having a scoring system. Yeah, and mm-hmm. just focusing on the time, like how quickly you could do it. That seems good, and it seems like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for what the game is. Yeah, maybe. That I mean, works. I'm trying to think of a narrative oh. conceit for timing. It could be that it. it I mean, I suppose there's something really powerful that opening scene of being like snatched from the altar, mm. but there might be a, a kind of idea of like, you know, uh, the um, rather than seeing this, the would be spouse get kidnapped. Yeah. You're like getting ready in the cloakroom and mm. then someone comes in and said, they took them, you know? <laughs> and so the idea is you got to get them back before the wedding starts. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Because you've only got this thing booked for today. Yeah. <laughs> Can't afford any we'll, other day. We'll lose our deposit. <laughs> We're not oh. insured against demons. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, hey, folks. We know you love the show. We know that for a fact. You don't need to write in and tell us if you do or don't. Right, right, right. Um, but do if you want to. It's... <laughs> You've said the URL before. Fair enough. Um, but I'm here to talk about uh, our Discord channel, which is a place you can go if you love the show, if you like the show, if this is the first time you've heard the show and want to talk about it, uh, you can go to our Discord channel. Uh, NiceGames.club slash Discord will get you the invite, and I'll hit said right into that channel. You can talk with other 
Nice Games Club listeners mm -hmm. about the topics we're talking about in this episode and other episodes, or you can just bring up your own topics and talk with a like-minded community. Um, you know, if you're a game dev working on a build, go ahead and share your concepts. Yeah. Like, uh, see what other folks who uh, listen to the show have uh, have to say. And, um, you know, if you, there's something you have a question on, maybe you didn't understand something we said because we said it clumsily, <laughs> ask for some clarification. There'll be other people to help you out. And we do pop in from time to time to say hello and answer some questions. Yeah. Um, it's a really fun community, and we've gotten a lot of satisfaction seeing listeners interact with each other. Mm -hmm. That's been really, really great. That's and cool. so um, if you've, you know, got the inclination, join them. Yeah. Where can they find that, Stephen? Nicegames.club slash Discord. Ellen, double checking. Nicegames.club slash Discord. Sounds right to me. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We were discussing the intro, and before that we were discussing powering up. But yes. we actually talked about being skill up rather than powering up. And I kind of yes. really yeah. like that. And you were talking about like the dynamics of speed. So speed is one of the reasons that you might want to play the game again is you're going to you're going to rescue your fiance even faster this yeah. time because yeah. you've been able to get better at wielding that awesome sledgehammer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So like no new game <laughs> plus just a matter. You just this is a thing to master. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, I mean, you know, you just you just play the game a bunch. Yeah. Because it's a fun game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that is kind of what I'm looking for with this, yeah. So, if you're getting better as the game progresses, I'm assuming that also the enemies will get harder. Well, they will. Um, there will be new enemies, I guess, to face. Yeah, yeah. In in each of these, now I'm saying six levels, but I don't know. It could be less or more. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I think that I don't think that the enemies will necessarily get more difficult. Like I don't think they'll get more um damage spongy. Or anything like that. I think yeah. like you'll have to approach them in different ways. Yeah. Right. And so you'll have to utilize more of your, but well, maybe have to utilize more of your move set in order to deal with them. Well, yeah. you're. I mean, now you sort of started talking about this character kind of like a fighting game character <laughs> in terms of their move set. Yeah. And so that does seem to be sort of how you are approaching this beat em up. It's yeah. not. It's not like a traditional beat em up. Well, yeah. Most most beat em ups. Yeah. I guess I'm not thinking of like what's the name? Final Fighter? Not Final Fight. Um, Streets of Rage or something? Yeah, Streets of Rage. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not thinking of it in terms of that kind of beating. I'm thinking of it as a platformer that is also a beat-em-up. Yeah. So, like, the game I'm thinking of when I, when I think of games like this is called Shank. There's a sequel called Shank 2. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's it's a platformer, but you also, you know, j jump around and shank. <laughs> you get stabby. You get stabby. It's <laughs> a good way of describing it. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking of it in that way, but, like, you have a... Yeah, yeah but your moveset is more complicated than like punch button kick button yeah um so that lends itself to enemies that become more tactically challenging rather than more bullet spongy yes right yeah and narratively and 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 interest curve esque wise mm -hmm. i don't know um that makes sense for the game to like you know have more different challenges you have to overcome yeah as you play as you progress like initially you're just fight you know you're beating up the same demon you beat up to get your sledgehammer but like Later on, you start uh, fighting. I don't know. Maybe the demon has shields, or maybe it's a really heavy demon, and you can't like 
um, lift it in the air while you're fighting it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that would come up. Yeah. Um, I had to think about that. Um, I haven't, I haven't like figured out all of the different kinds of enemies and stuff, but I mean, I don't have to because I'm not working on the game yet. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about bosses? You know they're going to be in there. What? Yeah. What? Other than the the sort of like the scale difference that has that that visual excitement. Yeah. What? Um, like I'm thinking of like Finjan's bosses that mm-hmm. have like uh patterns and 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 um and phases. Yeah. Is that something similar that you do for this game? Um. Hmm. Would That's they a ha- good would they have minions or ads as they're known? Yeah. I. I guess I'm thinking of it in terms of you just literally fighting a giant beast and there not really being any small things to fight. Yeah. But no, that's, I think that's how I'm thinking of it. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they can be different kinds of them. They don't necessarily have to. Well, no, I would like them to just be big, big behemoths. Yeah. That you just take down. Through yeah, each of know. the six layers of heck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I, hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't really thought about, like, I, 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 I'm thinking, like, a lot of what, and it's something we talk about on the show a lot of time, too. Like, a lot of what I'm thinking about is, like, the feelings I want players to experience. But I haven't thought about all the nitty-gritty detail stuff yeah. that I also like doing. <laughs> um, but, like, in order for me to get to that point, like, you have to have made the game. Then you can start tweaking things and whatever yeah. else. Um, so I need to, um, so I'll have to think about like what, yeah, how, how you deal with, how you deal with the bosses. I'm just, I'm thinking of it in terms of like the experience being just this giant thing that like has big old hit boxes yeah. and hurt boxes. Um, and you just hitting them well. And I've also been thinking about like how like the battle system will work so that like you like what I, the way I've kind of been thinking about the battle system is like you have the you just have the light and the heavy attack. Maybe that's not an attack, but it'll be probably behind. Um, you like you can do a bunch. You do a bunch of light attacks to get to the heavy attacks that deal more damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they're even longer, so like they have more potential to absorb more um attacks from opponents and stuff. Um, but like it's kind of a risk reward sort of thing because while you're doing light attacks, you're not doing heavy attacks, so you can get hit and actually take damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and inter- interrupt your combo and stuff. Um, so I think that, and that's kind of why I'm thinking like it just being regular boss, just one boss would make it easier for, well, it would make it easier for you to be able to do, have that kind of gameplay mm-hmm. without you having to worry about, um, a, a random enemy that you're like, that is clearly not the focus of the, of the fight in the moment. Yeah. Interrupting your combo because. You weren't paying attention to that. You're paying attention to the giant thing on screen. Now that's going to happen during the normal levels is there'll be multiple enemies. That's true. And so maybe the bosses are an opportunity to like prove your skills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's less randomness. Yeah. In the boss, right? Ultimately, that's what a boss is supposed to be. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Effectively, that would be the case. Yeah. In a, in a, when the regular gameplay, I'm imagining that a lot of the characters will get stunned. Or a lot of the enemies the small ones will get mm-hmm. stunned by light attacks as yeah. well as heavy attacks. You know, you should look into the, uh, uh, what's it? Dynasty warriors. Oh, series. I love dynasty warriors. Yeah. Cause that, that's kind of a little bit that the, 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 um, it's got, it seems like a little flavor of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know how they do bosses. If they do them, they do have bosses. The, um, they, yeah, I guess they're just kind of 
the bosses are effectively characters that you play as or mm-hmm. you can play as. Um, they have, I think they have all the same kind of moves and stuff um, and almost the same mechanics. But like, I haven't, it's been a while since I played a Dynasty Warriors game, but from what I remember, um, you, they're just kind of bigger enemies. Yeah. They're, they're like more powerful. They don't immediately get stunned by stuff. You have to hit them a few times and then they like get stunned and then you can do combos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I don't think they're like, most of the time they're not that complicated. And a lot of it is just, a lot of Dynasty Warriors is manipulating the field so that you can hit people without getting hit yourself. Yeah. And less about like, you know, using the right attack at the right time. You just need to like position yourself mm-hmm. so that you're hitting as many enemies as you can. Okay. At least that's the way I've approached. I mean, I haven't played a lot of those games, mm-hmm. even though I like them. Um, but that's the way I've approached it a lot of the time. Well, then that raises a question of like, um, like you said that you don't want the game to be that difficult. Yes. And so, or I want options for the game to not be difficult. Sure, sure. But yeah. So the question then is, um, how do you balance enemies in a way where you can kind of just button mash and mm-hmm. do okay? Mm-hmm. But then also encourage the player to actually get better at it. Well, that's that's why I'm hoping later levels will have enemies where you need to be more um, strategic in your, your move choice. Yeah, you can't just mash light button then mash heavy button. And then does that line up with your sort of like notion of like like unbridled anger? Mm-hmm. If you have to be a lot more deliberate and strategic about your play, that's a good question. Unbridled. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's going on the box. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, because uh, I'm because like mm-hmm. I, I'm hearing a really strong concept, but I'm also hearing a lot of just what you like about games. It's very true, and that is what I'm doing. And I think that's honestly, there's nothing wrong with just yeah. gluing those things together. Like, yeah. is, no one should feel ashamed of like this is just what I like. But I also complain about that when other people do it. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I should at least catch myself, and if I do it, just make it a conscious decision that I'm going against what I say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so let me think about that. Um, I think that, yeah, you having to be more precise. Well, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing just because, like, because it's an obstacle you're still trying to break down. Yeah. Because you need to think of, uh, you need to think about how to break down that obstacle differently. I don't think that that is counter to what the game is about. Yeah. I think it just forces you to direct your anger in a different way. I mean, you can lean into that narratively, you can have Mm -hmm. the character learn. To focus and direct their anger. Yeah. But mm. I don't know if that's what you want to say. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, y- you can enforce that with those mechanics yeah. uh, by having the player kind of start out as just a button mashing yep. being the way to defeat the early enemies. Like, strategic ability shouldn't matter in this first level or so. Mm-hmm. And then face some difficulty. And then players who are, you know, geared towards this kind of gameplay will find their way no problem. Yeah. But the story can reinforce this idea of like the character learning. But that, but I don't know if that goes entirely against what you want, which is the player to just be angry. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I right. Don't, you don't I, want to bridle that anger, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dang it, that's true. She's getting her, her fiance back now, becoming a Sith Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's something kind of fun about like the idea of like of of having that sort of righteous cause mm-hmm. and really just going for it with pure adrenaline and like you know without any kind of. Um, uh, for forethought yeah and then as you are on that journey learning to focus and but that also feels a little traditional as sort of the storyline yeah, goes I, yeah i don't i don't think i want that i don't want yeah. that um so that's a good point so i mean maybe maybe what you do is you can reward players who take more risks i was gonna say yeah reward players who take more risk or reward players who you know 
are more because like i guess ultimately um optimal play will be the fastest play right mm-hmm. so maybe you can reward players for knowing how to to, to being more direct with how they're expressing their rage mm-hmm. i guess and being more direct with how they're approaching the different um enemies um but maybe you can also make it so that like you could just kind of hit stuff for the most part and you don't have to learn the combos mm-hmm. uh, cuz really that's how a lot of beat em ups work um it's like they have a scoring system that's really in depth and stuff because like players who really want to enjoy that and get like understand the entire systems around a lot of the, the beat em ups mm-hmm. um can access that and get rewarded with fancy scores and getting good rankings and all this stuff mm-hmm. where um as like players if you just want but it allows the game to be more approachable in that you don't necessarily need to learn all this stuff because the score might not matter to you yeah um and like it, it can be in the same case in that like you don't have to learn all these things because the time might not matter to you as long as it's not like it take it doesn't take like two minutes to take out one enemy mm-hmm. since it's a boss like that would be bad but um yeah, it could just be that like you you're able to take on enemies more quickly if you're if you understand the systems around the game better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have an idea of, of sort of escalating power? Like uh, the more you the more enemies you you know the combos like the more powerful that maybe that could be an unlimited curve. Um, I'm only thinking of it in terms of like the combos you have access to. Like mm-hmm. you press if you press light button five times and then hit heavy button, you get a longer, more powerful hit. Than if you just hit light button two times and press uh, the heavy attack button. Okay, I'm thinking of, of like you know going longer without taking a right. hit. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I get that. I, I, I don't, I'm not really thinking of it. And I, I have that'd be a way to reward a strategy. Yeah. And then also, once you have that power, reward risk. Yeah. You know, like yeah, once, okay. once a player gets through like six or seven enemy, well, probably twenty or thirty, they, yeah. they they get powered up so much they can easily take out the the next run of them mm-hmm. but they have to they have to take some chances to do it yeah and so that becomes less about knowing the optimal like early as you're building that power yeah you you, you want to be really good at the sort of like at the strategic um attacks yeah but then later when you're just like that that sledgehammer is swinging you you have to take lots of risks to keep the power yeah you know yeah huh yeah i, I haven't thought about that um but yeah, I wouldn't have any idea how that would work. <laughs> That's fine. Again, we're just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one's making this game yet. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I think that like that could be interesting. That could be engaging. I don't I don't I think that could be something. I don't know though. Mm-hmm. Cuz I don't think it's Hmm. What does that do? I guess that makes it that encourages players to be more Yeah, I guess that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm not actually finishing any sentences. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is this is live uh, pondering happening on the show. I love this it. This is how I think: is I just jump between sentences instead of completing any of them. I think that what it does is it encourages players. It, it it makes it clear that optimal play involves not getting hit, or you know, when you get hit, you're doing a heavy attack, so you're not technically getting hit, mm-hmm. uh, or you're not taking damage. Optimal play is not taking damage and hitting much as possible which is probably a good thing mm-hmm. um and i think that like when, when you're when you're describing this power curve thing mm-hmm. are you thinking that like the bar just once you get it to a certain point it just stays at a certain point and you deal more damage when you have that i power? almost think it, there'd be something funny about it being unlimited like mm-hmm. the, if you can just keep you know wrecking fools in yeah. a row yeah 
without either taking a hit or the equivalent yeah. of taking a hit in this game. Yeah. It can just grow exponentially. And, oh. and, and, and you would, but as it grows, okay. as it grows and grows and grows, it becomes easier to lose it, you know? And so you could put a technical limit on it, but it would be far higher than any player could yeah. actually reach. Sure. The, the question is that that one little phrase in there, as you go along and it gets bigger, it becomes easier to lose. Mm-hmm. That's the part that doesn't really have and an anchor yet. It would be a way also that you, the player could be invincible because it could just be it's hard to progress unless you have some of that power. Mm. And like it's just hard to get through enemies unless you, you have built up that, that combo, that, that power. Yeah. And, but none of them could ever kill you. Sure. Yeah, I guess I can imagine, like, one way this could manifest itself is it could increase the speed in which your animation, your heavy attack animations go, mm-hmm. or come out, because the, lo- the, the the faster the attacks come out, the the smaller window of time in which you are, uh, you have your super armor, so you're more, you're likely more vulnerable, but, like, you can deal more damage oh. more quickly over time. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I yeah. like that trade-off. That is kind of interesting. That's really um, cool. I don't, yeah, that would be neat, and you can, I mean, scale it indefinitely up up to a point i guess there are you know there are equations you can do to make it scale Mm -hmm. ultimately infinitely um up to where we want it to actually scale but just imagine a speedrunner just blazing through that last level yeah at full power and it just you know white knuckled because any mistake would wreck it but you just go all the way just right to the end of the boss yeah and then once and if you make it to a boss with that high level it's like a huge advantage Mm -hmm. yeah um Demons yeah. flying everywhere. Kapow. That would be <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, that's something I think about because that's kind of cool. I kind of yeah. like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But what is what does it what does it change? Because like and then it's then it's like the changes the pacing of the game. Like because yeah. you can start blazing through the game, which I guess is what you want. But I don't want them to blaze through it too fast. Well, ultimately, this is where like playtesting and balancing yeah. really lets yeah. you decide the pace. Yes, and that's those are your favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> I do like yeah. that. So not only will it be a game that you like playing, it'll be a game that you like making. Yes, that's that, the goal. That's key, yeah. <laughs> so what's your next, what's the next step? Um. Well, I uh, am, what I, I mean, I'm in a new place. Yeah. Right? Uh, job wise. So like, I, I feel like I have a team that can help me actually perceive this mm-hmm. as an actual game. Um. So hopefully I can get them on board um with this idea um so i'm hoping i can like pitch it to them sometime soon and then we can talk about it um then and then uh maybe workshop it from there um but like i guess next step really is make prototype yeah Mm -hmm. Um, yeah hey that means we can play it (laughs) i mean you could probably get started on that right now uh yes (laughs) (laughs) that's more work (laughs) i mean we do have a hiatus coming up Oh, we'll see. Then we're going to put <laughs> more work on my hiatus. <laughs> we'll see. I do really want this game to exist. Mm-hmm. I am already excited for like merch because I can imagine <laughs> yeah. this like life-size replica sledgehammer just like on my wall. Yeah. Oh. I'm seeing like you you described the prop as being very simple, but I'm yeah. thinking of it like having a yellow handle. Oh, okay. Like so just the the sledgehammer bride is just like the sort of the the white dress, the dark skin, yeah. yellow handle and and silver like pummel. Oh, just okay. that being like a really strong visual. Yeah. Like the those just like flat colors really yeah. bold and without having to give it any kind of ornateness. That's what's just been in my head since you mentioned that. Okay. Like, like safety yellow or like Yeah, like safety yellow. <laughs> I yeah, love for it. sure. Like the kind you'd find at a job site just huh. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I like that idea. 
Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, I guess I didn't describe the the sle- like the sledgehammer is the size of like the character. Yeah, yeah, I should have described it. I think I hope that that's the picture that people were getting. For sure, for sure. <laughs> There's some comical scaling it's, involved. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 as large as 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 the the player you were playing as. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's a demonic sledgehammer, not just like right. it might look like it came from a job site, but a demonic job site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dang it. Well, now so I cool. want to make it. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Good yeah. job, Mark. High five. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, we've now put it down to tape, mm-hmm. the, your, your initial thoughts, and you've got a lot to think about. Yeah. I'll and I, I, I hope you find some time to just for like put together a prototype at some point just to, just to see how it, how it feels to you. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you've get you've got an avenue they're trying to sort of, you know, uh, uh bring it to a team, but I think those can work on separate tracks if you like. Yeah, they can. Um they definitely can. I so I'm I just I want to hear more about this, you know, soon. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that we'll I'll have some news soon. Cool. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Hey, that's our show. Check out our website nicegames.club for show notes and links to resources on today's topics. Including, I don't know, Stephen, maybe some of your notes? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and on the show overall at nicegames.club slash feedback. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter at NiceGamesClub, where Dale tweets about game dev resources and a quick checklist. Or you can email us, contact at nicegames.club. You want to support the show? Well, if you do, there are so many ways. You can give us a review on your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about your favorite episodes. Join us on Discord by visiting nicegames.club slash Discord. And also, we're on Patreon. As a patron of the show, you'll enjoy bonus content, extra jokes, and more. Sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. So, until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Another successful nice thinking, would you say? Uh, Yes. Hey, we did it three times. And now I'm off the hook. I did mine. (laughs) You're you're free from having another idea ever again. (laughs) That's the dream. (laughs) What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.